where we where we want to um, where we want to slap people with the prophetic because we're upset and we're mad and we thought we heard God and we want to tell somebody off and put his name on it and say that's the prophetic you know get that out of your your mind that's not what we do or where we want to we want to prophesy our own agenda and and put the lord's name on it no 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 when we prophesy we've actually heard the lord it edifies them it exhorts them it comforts them that's the fruit of that word and it's so revelatory you can't it's it's undeniable that it's the lord you know it's 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 clear that it's god it has the breath God. When God speaks, there's life on the word. It's a living word, okay? It's a word that, that creates something, and it creates something new. And, and so, um, you know, we are learning about, you know, what the, uh, uh, the prophetic is. And then, and then we also learn that, that, you know, because there's so much permission from the Holy Spirit to prophesy, that, like, you can just get up, and if we say, we're going to prophesy to one another, God will speak to you, and you'll have a word. There's so much permission on this. And so we're going to do a few exercises uh, here. Uh, this is my friend's book, John Eckhart, um, Apostle John Eckhart from Chicago, Prophetic Activation. He has this great book and has all these, uh, you know, if, it helps you to build a toolbox because um, uh, sometimes we get a little stuck. You know, I, I, I believe God wants to speak, but I don't know what to say. I, I can't find it. I can't tap it. Well, this is like a toolbox that helps you tap into the prophetic flow. Okay, so let's, uh, let's, let's do one with uh, a few partners right now. Um, I'm going to ask you to stand, okay? Um, this one is uh, prophesying the new thing that God is doing, the new thing. It's, it's, it's right out of Scripture, um, Isaiah 42, 9. See, the former things have come to pass, and new things I declare before they spring forth, I tell you of them. God is always doing a new thing. Did you know that? He's always doing a new thing. Now, he's doing a new thing. In the person next to you. There's a new thing he's doing. All right? And so you're going to ask the Lord, what's the new thing? And then you're going to tell them the new thing. But not just tell them like a conversation. You actually release the word because there has to be anointing on it. My son, my daughter, I am doing this, blah, blah, blah. Okay? But hear God. Hear God. So go for it. Okay? You ready for another one? I'll give you a, just a few more seconds, and we're going to do another one, okay? Okay, look at me. All right, I'm sorry if I interrupted you. <laughs> you guys are having a lot of fun. Okay, here's the next one, okay? You're going to look at your partner and ask God to show you if there's anybody in the Bible that they remind you of, okay, or, or that he says that they are like, then you're going to prophesy uh, out of, uh, by identifying um, them with a person in the Bible. So let's say Esther, okay? You know, you, you are a person that God has, has um, uh, brought here for such a time as this. Okay, um, you know, or John the Baptist, okay? You know, you are a voice crying out in the wilderness, all right? But you have to hear God, what he is saying, and then, and then launch into a prophetic word out of that, all right? So hear God, and then go for it. Okay, let's do another one. You ready? How did that go? How did that go? Was that fun? Okay. We'll do another one. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, we're going to do numbers. Numbers. Okay? So, for example, like if I were to prophesy out of a number, I would want, want you to come here. You too. Okay. So, I would... um. Like, I would look at her, and I would see the number two, and I'd say, the Lord is saying that 
daughter, that he's giving you double for your trouble. <laughs> and he's, and then I would just keep going. I'd be like, you know, he's giving, um, he, he's saying um, your sad days are over. And that he's giving you morning, or uh, your weeping uh, may endure for a night, but uh, joy comes in the morning. It's morning time. You feel that? You feel that? Okay. You know, and then this girl here, it would be, um, come here. <laughs> it would be the number um, uh, 333, Jeremiah 33, 3. Call to me. Lord says, call to me, and I'll answer you, and I'll show you things that you do not know. Okay, and then I would just keep going and just let it flow. So, so there'd be a number, and if, if you, you know, sometimes you already, you know the, what the number means. L let me list off a few here, um, just, you know, in case you need a little bit. You know, one is like a new beginning. Two can be double uh, or agreement. Five would be grace. Seven, completion. Eight, new beginning. Twelve, government. Uh, thir uh, Thirteen, um, I'll skip that one. Uh, Forty. We're at a fine, exhorting, and comforting. You know, when we start going to that other stuff, that's a whole different ball game. But that's not what we're doing. Uh, Forty would be, you know, um, uh, new generation. Fifty jubilee. One thousand perfection. Okay, so you know, or maybe some of the the number you'll see a number, but you know, it's connected to a certain scripture. Okay, and so you ask God, what number would you would what what number would we start with with this person? And then you just go. Okay, so let's try it. All right. Okay, okay. How many of you that, that, that God really spoke to you? How many of you, like, there was, real, the, there was ministry that happened because of what we've been doing? How many of you ministered to through the prophetic word tonight? Yeah, yeah. I know, you guys are just going for it. Okay. <laughs> All right. Very good, very good. So that, that was, you can go ahead and sit down now. And so we're just kind of starting. What happens is we begin to prophesy, and I'm just giving you some kickstarts, all right, because what happens is it, it begins to flow. Um, it really does. It begins to flow. And we'll talk a little bit more about this tomorrow. We'll talk about having a prophetic culture where, like, this is normal, where we prophesy, and accuracy is normal. Because you're made to hear God, and you're made to speak for God, and you actually, and then, and then uh, uh, understanding how to, what to do when somebody gives you a bad word. You know, like it's just bad, you know. Because <laughs> it happens. It happens to the best. You know, we'll talk about all that. Um, we'll also talk about the word of knowledge. I believe in uh, uh, putting the word of knowledge with the prophetic word. And many people are intimidated by the word of knowledge. No, don't be intimidated. God speaks. You are, you are made to hear God. And he speaks very accurately. Um, you'll be su surprised at how accurate God will speak to you. And so we'll begin to work through that. We'll work through the gift of discerning of spirits that adds dimension to the prophetic word um, and, and things of that nature. Um, but tonight I felt very, very strongly we need to um, uh, talk about this. And it's here's what it's based out of. Um, we had a very um, powerful um, uh, meeting this morning that was for regional intercessors. He called the intercessors uh, together. And, and so regional intercessors, and um, it was really amazing to me what, how God, God speaks in all sorts of different dimensions. He speaks in all sorts of different ways. And, you know, I'm just kind of giving you one sliver of dimension, you know, tonight and the gift of prophecy and a couple tools, you know, to help you. Um, but, you know, last week, uh, for those of you who were not here at the meeting this morning, uh, last week I um, ended up in the emergency room um, because I couldn't breathe. And it was just a very strange thing. And I was, like, flat on my back all week, you know. And I was this whole thing where I was just like, I can't breathe. I can't ca catch my breath. Now, um, I've, I've been around this to enough to know that, um, like, 99% of the time, things that are physical with me have a spiritual parallel. And I've been around this enough to know that this I cannot this thing where I can't breathe is uh, what we would is is the um, 
uh, an attack from what we call a python spirit, okay? Um, many, many, uh, perhaps you, who doesn't know what that is? Do you know what a python spirit is? Okay, nobody? Okay. Um, Acts 16, 16, the uh, Apostle Paul, uh, he, on his way to prayer, <laughs> he was met by a slave girl who was possessed, with, it says, by a spirit of divination. Now, if you uh, research it, the commentators, um, they also call it a python spirit because of the type of idolatry that was going on, um, you know, in, in you know uh, at that time. And so, you know, it was interesting because he was, a, on his way to prayer, and he was met by that spirit because that spirit hates prayer, okay? Because prayer breathes life into dead things, okay? And so that was the first thing. The second thing is um, it spoke the truth for money. Spoke the truth for money. That's your counterfeit prophetic. That's your counterfeit. That's your false prophetic, okay? That there's a greed element in it. There's a selfish element in it. Um, which means that the word is not pure. It's, it's actually confining rather than, you know, um, releasing. Okay, so, so it was a, a spirit of uh, divination, a python spirit. And so what did the Apostle Paul do? He got annoyed. Anybody get annoyed before he cast out something? Okay, so he got annoyed. You, you'll, you'll start to, to recognize these things. Why am I so annoyed? Because you're going to cast out a demon. Um, <laughs> so, you know, that sudden annoying, annoying thing that comes on you. Um, and so he cast the spirit out of her, and you would think, well, that would be the end of it. No, the whole city goes into an uproar because it was a territorial spirit. It controlled the region. Okay? And so, so that's the biblical foundation for what that actually is. But I knew I was dealing with the python spirit, having no clue at all what your history and your roots were in this area with your, um, your aboriginal tribes and, you know, the belief in the python spirit that, you know, awakened the region and waterways and tributaries and all that kind of stuff. Okay? And you said, you, said, you mean that's still at play? Apparently so. Apparently so, okay, very much so. And so we went through this whole prayer thing um, this morning in regards to that because uh, for me, I'm what, what you would call a, a, a prophetic intercessor. So um, I will typically um, experience the problem, and then the Lord will begin to use me to bring deliverance to a territory and a land, begin to start something. Um, and so uh, by the time I was here, I pretty much determined I'm going to slay it. No, seriously, and I don't say that very, I don't say that flippantly because, you know, you can get very flippant about these kind of territorial spirits, and you're not to do that. Actually, you have to be led by the Holy Spirit into these kind of things, but, but this is what happens with me, and I've been through this many, many times, uh, you know, so much so, and that's pretty much what I was left with by the time I get here. I'm like, I'm, that thing is, is dead. So, so we put a death order on it uh, in, in the spirit before the Lord. And then, of course, we always have to go through some measure of repentance because um, we have to have our, our hearts right if we're going to actually deal with things like that. And so then the follow-up the follow up to that is going to be, you know, I pretty much uh, I believe the intercessors that were here this morning are going to hear God for the next steps. But, but in we wrote the order. We, we wrote it in the court of heaven, in the court of prayer, um, you know, a death of this thing. And then we declared, uh, Psalm 148, that the sea serpent would praise the Lord. In other, in other words, everything that thing, that spirit has touched is going to praise God. Okay, so that, that's, that's, you know, these are the orders that we made, and we have to be in agreement with it. Okay, we have to be in agreement, and we have to uh, continue that declaration. And God's going to speak, and, you know, there's a tribe, you know, in uh, Australia that the Lord wants to elevate. You know, there's a tribe he wants to redeem. There's a people group, a nation he wants to redeem out of, out of all this, and we need to allow that happen. And the only the church can prophesy uh, uh, the will of God to them. It's not going to come from the government, okay? It's not going to come from some sort of social-minded group. It's going to come from the church who hears God for a people group that has been marginalized, Okay, and, and told that they are less than and not human. Uh, you know, the, the, the people of God are the ones going to prophesy to them that, like, no, you're a leader in this nation. This is your land. You, you know, and begin to prophesy those things and bring them into the fullness of what Jesus paid for on the cross for them. Okay, so, so anyway, that's what we were dealing with um, this morning. Now, so what happens when we begin to slay a python spirit? Well, guess what? happens now we need to talk about prophets because there's been a demonic restraining order on prophets 
I want to talk to this group. There's been a demonic restraining order on prophets. Why? Yeah. Because I'll tell you why. Because God does nothing until he first speaks to his prophet and, or his prophets. He does nothing until he speaks to them first. Nothing. And so nothing gets done if there's no prophet. Nothing. All right. <laughs> so let's talk about prophets. Ephesians 4, 11 to 16. And he himself gave some to be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, and some pastors and teachers for the equipping of the saints for the work of ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ, till we all come to the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God, to a perfect man, to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ, that we should no longer be children tossed to and fro, carried about, with every wind of doctrine by the trickery of men in the cunning craftiness of deceitful plotting. But speaking the truth in love, we may grow up, everybody say grow up, in all things into him who is the head Christ, from whom the whole body joined and knit together by what every joint supplies, according to the effective working by which every part does its share, causes growth of the body for the edifying of itself in love. Okay, so he himself gave some to be apostles, some prophets, evangelists, pastors, teachers. Who is he? Who's he? Right. Jesus, right? He gave some. Now, when we talk about the gifts of the Spirit, who's, who's giving the gifts? Holy Spirit. So we have gifts from the Holy Spirit, and then we have gifts from Christ. Isn't that interesting? Gifts from Christ, gifts from the Holy Spirit. They're, they're, they actually are distinguished that way. You know, and, and apostles, you know, I, I don't, I'm not a, afraid to say apostle. Brad here, you know, uh, and, you know, they, they, they lead the charge. You know, I mean, really, you know, God calls apostles. Je you know, Jesus calls apostles. And, um, you know, they, they, they advance the church in regions. They have, they have geographical or, or um, people groups that Jesus assigns them to, and, you know, and they, they just go to it. And then we have prophets. And um, just because you can prophesy really accurately, that doesn't make you a prophet. Did you know that? A lot of people confuse that, at least where I'm from. They think because I prophesy really accurately, like I, I know your phone number, I know your address from the Holy Spirit, they think they're a prophet. No, they just have a, a really fantastic gift from the Holy Spirit. All right? And... The prophetic can get really fantastic. It can get really fantastic, and if you don't have a right heart, it goes to your head, and then we have a problem with pride, <laughs> okay? And then nobody hears your word anymore because, you know, you're too prideful, even though you're very, very accurate, and it's just, you know, it's a bummer. <laughs> so, and, um, uh, you know, and another thing is about the the gift of prophecy is that you have to be in a in a in a family you have to be in a church family um if you're really going to mature and grow there has to be accountability you know um uh you know if you're taking people off to the side and giving them your latest and the pastor don't even know anything that you say okay eventually that's going to blow up on you and it's not going to work for you or for whoever you're talking to so so we have to learn that this works best in a church family in the church family. Same thing with prophets. They have to be a part of the church. They are a part of the church. They're actually part of the equipping function of the church, but they have to have, I would say prophets need an incredible amount of accountability, um, you know, just all of that. And, and you say, well, well, how do you know if you're a prophet or not? Well, Jesus is the one who calls prophets, just like he calls apostles. And and he's the one who calls. So you're going to have a meeting with Jesus. There's going to be some kind of encounter with Jesus. He's the one who calls you. You don't call yourself. Your friend doesn't call you. Even your pastor doesn't call you. Jesus calls you first. But then you want to know what happens? The church actually confirms your call. 
Because it's great if you are a prophet that Jesus has called, but if the church doesn't acknowledge it, if the church doesn't know it, if the church doesn't declare it, then you're not one. Because nobody's going to hear you. And that is really troublesome because we're like, well, what if the church never? No, God speaks to his church. But you have to be a part of the church. You see how this works? So you're not getting away from not being part of the church. Otherwise, you're going to be one of those lone prophets that we all talk about you behind your back. And we say the things that we say, okay? And we don't want to be that. All right? So... So anyway, prophet, let's talk about prophets. And, um, uh, you know, I, I grew up in the Mormon church. Anybody been in the Mormon church here? Right here? Right here? Okay. Um, are we out of the Mormon church? <laughs> okay, good. If not, that's all right. <laughs> so we can talk through that. Well, what did we learn in the Mormon church? That We learned about prophets, right? We learned, you know, uh, they, they have prophets. And and so in a way, I, I wasn't, prophets were not a foreign concept to me. They just weren't ever going to be me. <laughs> you know, I just didn't have that mentality. I became a Christian because I love Jesus. I, I just love Jesus. And my life was about Jesus. I never cared if about titles, apostle, prophet, whatever. You know, I didn't, none of that registered with me. I just wanted to serve Jesus, love Jesus, enjoy Jesus. That's it. So I ended up in ministry alongside my husband. And, uh, you know, again, not growing up in Christ as a Christian, not knowing anything about ministry, pastoring, you know, first-generation Christian. Um, you know, so I just kind of learning as I go. And, you know, I you know, use, use that term a lot here, you know, just learning as I go. And so um, not thinking too much about this. So, so there was a conference that we had, our Holy Spirit conference. We've had that conference every single year. It's our biggest conference, you know, of the year. And, you know, it's, it's just amazing what God does. And all I remember is, is I went into an open vision. Now, what's an open vision? Well, you know, we have internal visions. Those are like when God speaks to you in pictures on the inside, and you know it's the Lord, okay? And it's very legitimate and valid. And, and maybe it's not like, you know, um, uh, like a huge, big spiritual experience, but it's very legitimate at the same time. And then we have external visions where you see like a movie uh, or a picture on the outside of you and you know that the Lord is speaking to you. And then there's, you know, press it further. You have trances. Um, Peter went into a trance and that's when the whole world went away. And then all of a sudden he's, you know, interacting with these these, you know, animals and creatures and getting a download from God and, and all of that. Okay, so it was kind of like that. My whole world, everything went away. And next thing I know, there's an angel standing in front of me with this big scroll about 10 feet, I guess he opened it up, 10 feet by 10 feet. And there's writing on the scroll, front and back, you know, it's huge. And um, uh, uh, there was a, there was a, uh, the angel handed me a pen. And at the bottom of the scroll and all this writing, there was like a signature line, like I needed to sign my name to this thing. Now, you know, in this vision, trance, whatever you want to call it, you know, you know things that you don't know how you know it, but you just know things inside. And I knew that, that I was signing my life away to be a prophet to the nations, okay? You know, and I'm, I'm, I'm signing my life away, and I'm, I'm signing off, you know, and all that. Okay, so, and I come out of this vision, and I find myself on my back on the floor. I don't know how I got there. And so my friend from International Church Las Vegas, her name is Denise, and she's French-Canadian, so she has this French accent, you know, very thick French accent. And she's standing over me like this, you know, and then she's shouting at me because she's very um, intense. She's an intense woman. You know, I like, she's like, you know, at least a decade older than me, and like she still lifts weights. Like she, she beat any guy at arm wrestling. It's just crazy. And so, so she's very intense, very loud, and, you know, French. And so she's standing over me, and she's like, you are a prophetess of God, and, you know, in her accent. And she's just shout, prophetess to the nations, and she's shouting at me as I'm coming out of this vision, you know, or whatever. And here's the thing. I, I come out of this, and I'm not thinking, yay, prophet, yay. I'm thinking, what is it? What? what? I, I'm just kind of like, what do I do now, you know? <laughs> 
uh, literally like, no clue, no concept, no teaching, anything. Um, and I never aspired to, I never watched like TBN or whatever, you know, Christian television shows popular here and those prophet people get on. And I never watched those shows and I'm like, ooh, I want to be a prophet. Yay, that'd be great. You know, I can get a show and tell you to donate to me. Okay. <laughs> I mean, really, I just never, ever, I never had the concept. And so anyway, I had no clue. I had no clue. And so what began, and what happens when that happens to you is, um, is uh, you know, something comes on your life from God. It's real. It's something comes on your life. And you go into this adventure. And you go, you go into this great adventure, okay? Like, it's, it's fantastic. Like, signs, wonders, miracles. I mean, it's just amazing what happens. And you go into warfare, spiritual warfare, like nobody's business, okay? I mean, it's just unreal. And the reason is because if you are not trained well, you cannot uh, prophesy to the nations. You, you have to have something inside, if you're really going to deliver nations, I mean, if you can't even deliver your neighborhood, how are you going to deliver nations? And so the Holy Spirit begins to train you. He begins to put you through something. And, um, you know, at the time, we didn't have really, like, gatherings for prophets where you can actually get some equipping and some training or anything like that. I found them down the road, um, you know, which is very good because what happens with prophets is they actually have to come together and they need to have some sort of equipping, some sort of training, some sort of um, some sort of group where they can c gather and just be prophetic and prophet with each other and there's almost like a language and an understanding between them all and they're very comfortable with one another and it's, it's just a really beautiful thing okay so that's kind of my story with that um and then you know what began to happen is um i uh, uh i begin to you know just hear the lord about certain things but i started to to deliver um uh, territory in the in the sense of from uh like we talked about this python thing that became very regular with me and with results you can point to and nobody else was touching it so what happens is a prophet will be given a what we call a metron i was going to uh, talk about this a little bit later but i'll bring it forward now a metron that's a greek word for a spear of authority the apostle paul talks about that he says i don't boast beyond my spear in other words i don't minister past my realm of authority that jesus has given to me okay so every prophet as well as apostles um, you know, they actually are given a territory, a metron, a spear of authority. And what happens is God will speak to you for that spear of authority and you'll get results that nobody else can touch. Okay. And like you manage it and he will tell you what's to ha what's happening next. And he will tell you what the next plan is. And he will tell you what the deliverance plan is. And he will tell you, um, you know, go speak to this one or that one within your spirit of authority and tell him such and such, okay? And he'll give you dreams and visions, and you're just managing it as a prophet. And that's what he does. Now, prophets, they have their roots in the Old Testament. We know that. Um, and in the Old Testament, they were, they were originally called seer prophets, seer prophets and then later they were called naba prophets and we'll, we'll explain that in just a minute and the term seer it's an ancient biblical term it's how prophets of old were, were referred to uh first samuel 9 9 formerly in israel when a man went to inquire of god he spoke thus come let us go to the seer for he who is now called a prophet was formerly called a seer and he said well what do you mean a seer well um they would actually see the word of the lord they would see in a dream or a vision. Dreams and visions are very common to them and very accurate. You know, Samuel uh, told Saul, you know, where he could find his donkeys because he saw them. And then he told Saul, he says, you're going to, you know, go travel such and such. You're going to meet a group of prophets. They're gonna, you're going to start prophesying with them. You're going to be changed to another person. I mean, just very accurately because he, he could see what was ahead. All right. The, the seer prophet they're still they, they still exist they still are active um today and then um uh then later it wasn't just a seer prophet then we have the naba prophet would be a person who doesn't necessarily see the word of the lord but they hear or receive the word of the lord 
They hear or receive the word of the Lord. Now I'll give you I'll give you some distinguish distinguishment in just a minute. Okay? And and so um uh let me give you some Hebrew words just to to help define it. Um R O E H Ro Ro I can't pronounce these words. I think I gave that list earlier. Okay, you can just write it down. Uh, R-O-E-E-H in Hebrew means a seer, and it describes the prophetic revelation of the prophet through visions, okay? And so what happens is the prophet will get a vision, and he has to interpret what he sees. He has to put language to what he sees, he or she sees. Um, So that would be the seer. Uh, Chosen, C-H-O-Z-E-H, is translated as uh, to English as prophet, it carries the base meaning of a seer, but it's a little bit more broad. It's more like a visionary perception. Um, uh, uh, you know, it, w- it would be, um, again, God would give you a vision in your heart, okay? And so you would articulate the vision that's in your heart. Then we have um, uh, uh, another word, Hosea, H-O-Z-E-H, is very similar to Chosa. Um, and so then, then basically, if you're, if you're a seer prophet, you typically major in the dreams and the visions. You have the ability to read the voice of God in the ordinary surroundings, in nature, okay? They'll see the patterns of birds. They'll see the patterns of clouds, and the, God will give them a word out of that. It's really crazy, but it's actually very legit. Does that make sense? Are you, are you good? Okay. Um, and, and, many, and, and the counterfeit of, of some of this is... Uh, um, some of the religions that actually um, uh, would um, uh, do do some sort of reading through the entrails, you know, or they they will you know cut the animals and they'll read things through that. Uh, in my husband's um, nationality, what they do with them is they actually read the the coffee grounds. They read the coffee grounds, and I I have I have watched them do this, and I have seen. I remember one lady she pulled her cup up, and this is demonic, she pulls her cup up, and there's an etching of a face inside the cup that is identifiable, you could see the nationality, it was, I mean, it was crazy, but, but it's, it's, that's the counterfeit of what the seer would get from God, okay, all right, so it originated from, in God, and then once, once people, you know, they kept practicing those kind of practices, or those, they kept mimicking those kind of things, but God wasn't in it, so then it becomes divination, Other types of prophets in Hebrew, Massa, M-A-S-S-A, it means a burden. It reveals the response of the one receiving God's message. His message would come like a burden upon you. You'd have a burden. I must speak the burden of the Lord, okay? Um, Naba prophet, very popular word. That means to prophesy under the influence of the Holy Spirit, you know, prophesy by inf- uh, uh, by inspiration. Um, uh, Joel two twenty eight. The Sovereign Lord has spoken. Who can but Naba, or who can but prophesy? All right. Um, and then the word Nataph, N A T A F. That is that is a word that means to drip. And what happens is the the prophetic word will drip upon you. It'll drip. It'll feel like like a word will come right from right from the sky, and it'll come on you, and then you'll actually know um, cognitively what that word is. Okay. So I forgot to. I neglected to tell you a little more dynamic with the Naba prophet. It it was the word that bubbles up. Bubbles up. Uh, I don't know if you've heard Lana Vazer before. Okay. She. I call her a bubbling brook. It just never stops. You know. <laughs> just bubbles up. <laughs> Right, <laughs> so, so that would be an example of that Naba prophet, Naba prophet. Okay, okay. Let me see where I'm at here. La 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 la. Sorry, I wrote down all these notes. Okay, so again, the question is, am I a prophet? Uh, you, a, a prophet receives their call from Jesus, not from the church, not from a friend, not from a very popular pastor. Um, uh, you know, or or evangelists or anything like that. They they actually receive their call from Jesus, but there there will be confirmations, over and over, and over, uh, again. Um, and then the other thing about those who are called as prophets is prophets are leaders. 
And that's one of the, the dynamics that, that I'm having to really build into people is that if God has called you as a prophet, you're actually a leader. You're actually supposed to lead. It's a leadership role. It's a leadership call. And that means we have to take the prophets and, and, and get them off the back row, hiding in the bathroom, you know, um, uh, running away from their call, okay, like, like Jonah, running away from it, okay, and we have to bring them in and we have to talk to them um, about being a leader. And, and so, um, uh, you know, because when they prophesy, they are acting in a position of leadership. And so we want to attach the word leader to the word prophet. Now, now, with that, prophets go through a lot of unusual things. They go through a lot of hurt. They, they actually feel more pain. They feel pain more than most people do. Their wiring is very sensitive. And that sensitive wiring causes them to be more crushed, feel more rejection. And, and so they, they need more, how do I say this? They need more TLC, but they also need a good kick in the butt at the same time. Okay? And, and so, so working with prophets is very interesting because they're such a dynamic signs and wonders type of gift. And, and, and our tendency is to, like, kind of put them on this pedestal and not ever challenge them. <laughs> and so they actually have to have, and if they're not conscious of it, you know, the smart ones know that they need a group around them that will tell them exactly, you know, um, what they need to hear. Okay, but many of them don't do that because it's too painful. The growth process is too painful, and so they end up doing things on their own, and they, they go out on their own, and they make all sorts of spiritual excuses, you know, for why they're on their own, <laughs> you know, and all this kind of stuff. And they actually need a very strong accountability around them. Um, and if they're going to be the leader that God called them to be, they have to have that in place. There has to be some sort of structure, some, something around them um, to actually keep them in, in the level of accountability that they need to have. Otherwise, they're not going to thrive or their gifts are going to get uh, misplaced or misused or they will actually go into manipulation. You know, they will start misusing their gifts because it's easy. You know, let me, t uh, I had a um, situation with a, uh, we'll just say a person who was a prophet. I won't uh, give more identification than that. But this person is very interesting. They had a, um, a prescription pill addiction. But this person was one of the most accurate prophetic people uh, that I knew at the time. This person can, can literally tell you two and three years out exactly what God was going to do. I mean, and, 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 you know, and so what was really tough is this person had a secret um, uh, addiction. And I remember getting a phone call from my friend, and she was warning me. She said, I think this person has an addiction. They did X, Y, Z. And I, was, I, literally, I literally shut her, my friend's voice down about it because I love that prophet's word. I love that person's word. And I'm like, that can't be possible. No way, you know. And I, I just completely wouldn't hear it. That's the, that's the trap door with prophets. And so what ended up happening is um, this, this person, this uh, uh, prophetess, um, uh, not only did she have a prescription pill addiction, she could identify every doctor in the room. And she would make sure to give them a prophetic word. And then later, she would go to them, you know, I had an accident, and my back is really hurting, and, and um, I ran out of my prescription, and blah, blah, blah. You know, very convincing. And you say, well, how do people not know? Because her word was so accurate. And her word, when, when she spoke to you, I mean, your heart melted. It was just incredible. And so, um, uh, you know, the last time, um, you know, we dealt with this is um, uh, sh finally she admitted the issue. And she had actually gone through rehab. And we're like, great, she's finally taking care of her stuff. Great, you know. And it looked like she was completely um, drug-free. And, and then uh, she came to do some ministry at our church. And we're so happy that, you know, she's drug-free and it was all good. Okay. Um, 
And then uh, she came, and I remember um, she was high. <laughs> she came to a conference, and she was high. And I, had to sit, I had to sit her down and say, and, and, and send her home and call her husband and say, how do you send somebody to me who's high and you know? Because prophets could be very mesmerizing. Okay? This is why no matter how accurate, how gifted, how anointed a prophet is, we have to still remember the Bible. <laughs> I have to still remember the Bible. I've told my teens, I said, you know, if I start getting into deception, I'm going to let you know right now, I can convince you I'm right. I, I flat out told them. I said, I can convince you I'm right. I said, so you need to be aware of that, that I have the ability to convince you that I'm right and you're wrong, and I, ca I, can, I can pull the wool over your eyes. You need to be aware of that. You need to watch out. <laughs> I just flat out told her. Because <laughs> I know I have that capacity. And I can say that because I've chosen to be accountable. You know what I'm saying? And you say, so... If there's so much of a problem, why do we want them? <laughs> because God does nothing until he first speaks to his prophet. Do you see what kind of marriage we're getting into? Because it is a marriage. And he said, so I want this with all this mess? Yeah, you do. You do. And some of you in here, God has spoken to you. You are a prophet, and you know it. And you haven't, you, you, you're not even, you don't even want to go there. <laughs> and, and so what I felt really strongly, this is what I felt very strongly, is that we need to, because of what we dealt with this morning, and we begin to, we, we, we put an order, we put a hit on the python spirit in the region. Now we need to go before God and ask him to raise up prophets. We need to ask him to raise up prophets here because whenever you have a python ruling a region, you have a squashing and a constricting of the prophet. And so this is what needs to come forth, but now we need to get ready that, you know, Jesus may visit you <laughs> tonight. <laughs> Or you're going to get unveiled, and you know it. Like, D-Day is coming. <laughs> and that we, as the church, are going to have to learn how to embrace a very necessary group of people. And we're going to have to learn to help them grow as they are commissioned to help us grow. Because their commission is to, to mature the body of Christ, just like the apostle, the pastor, teacher, evangelist. They, they do it in a certain way. But that is their commission. And so we're going to have to surround them and pray for them and recognize that these are a little bit of a messier breed. And I've learned as a prophet to go ahead and accept the fact that I am a messy person. That doesn't mean I'm a sinful person. That doesn't mean I'm in something I shouldn't be in. But I am a messy person. Okay, and it comes with the territory because my um, I'm more of a seer prophet, and and I deal with um, uh, territories and geographies and lands, and I typically um, am assigned to bring deliverance to it, which means I'm dealing with demons that would you know scare the hair off your head, and so I deal with that constantly, and then at the same time I have a very strong gift of discerning the spirits, and I'll explain that tomorrow. Uh, that means I feel everything. I feel your junk. I feel their junk. I feel my own junk, all right, because you discern through your senses. So I'm seeing, hearing, smelling, tasting, all sorts of stuff, and I'm resonating with all sorts of stuff going on in the atmosphere, and this is all happening all at one time. I am messy. I am a messy person. My emotions are all over the place all the time, and yet I have to stand here steady and in faith that God is the truth every day of my life. This is the, the world of a prophet. And these are the people that must rise up in this, in this community. 
These are the people that must rise up in our churches. These are the people that we actually have to be comfortable saying, well, they're a prophet. And where it's not like they're up here or down here, but we are brothers and sisters, yet I recognize the role. I recognize what God has for them. And I recognize that they are working in signs and wonders, and that's what God does with them. Can I hear an amen? I'm going to have you stand because this is something we, we need to pray into. This is something we need, to, we need to bring forth. This is like the next step after dealing with the python spirit, you know, and all that. This is the next step. And there's some people in the room that, you know, this is probably a night that we need to do business with this. Thank you. And this is probably, you know, it's, it's a very strange. I've never actually had this kind of uh, type of prayer. Lord, we're going to pray for prophets to emerge. <laughs> you know, I've never, never really had that kind of prayer, that kind of call before. But let's begin to do that. Heavenly Father, you don't do anything till you speak to your prophet. Lord, it's, it's, it's a governing role. And so, Lord, we, we together, we just, we just come in agreement that, Lord, and we ask you to raise up prophets. We ask you to raise up men and women as prophets in this community, that it would be the real deal. And we, we ask for this, Lord. We ask for this, Lord. I, I, I want to feel the intercession coming out of you. I, I want to hear the sound of intercession. Coming out, this is this is this is for this region, okay? This is, I know some of you are outside of this region. I get it, but you know, so into this one since you're here. And so, Lord, we just call forth your prophet. We call it forth. We 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 call them into the body of Christ. We 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 call them. We call them. We call them. Come on, I want you to press in because there, there, there's a, like, almost like a fight over this. That's right. There you go. There you go. There you go. There we go, there we go. Lord, we just give birth to the next generation of prophets in this region. Amen. We give birth to them in the name of Jesus. We call them forth in the mighty name of Jesus. We thank you, Lord. Lord, that you've called apostles. You've called prophets, pastors, teachers, evangelists, Lord. And this is a group that is emerging. This is a group that is coming forth. This is a group that is coming forward. This is a group that's being summoned. This is a group that's being identified. This is a group that is emerging in the name of Jesus. And we just declare that they will be a part of your church. They will not be outside of your church. They will be a part of your church. They'll be a part of your church. We just join them to the body of Christ. We join them in, in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. We lay down all 
uh, judgments against prophets, anything inside of us that hates prophets. We lay that down in the mighty name of Jesus. We thank you, Heavenly Father, that this is something you are birthing here. This is something you are doing here. This is something that will be here. This is something that will emerge here in Jesus' name. We thank you, God. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord, that there will be the breath of life from prophets in this place, in this community, in this region, that there will be schools of prophets here. There will be trainings for prophets here. There will be a a family of prophets here. It will come forth. It will be amazing. It will be mighty. It will be powerful. It'll be life-changing. It will be generation to generation to generation. We thank you, Heavenly Father. We thank you, God. Oh, we thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus. I'm going to ask the crowd here and just stay connected to the Holy Spirit. I'm going to ask a very honest question, and we're going to deal with this and do this as a family, as brothers and sisters in in the Lord. If Jesus has met you and spoken to you somehow, some way, that that is who you are, I'm going to ask you to identify yourself. Just come to the front. It's okay. Okay? It's all right. I'm going to ask you to come to the front, and and we're going to pray for you. We're going to pray for you. I know there's people in this room. It is time to to come out of hiding, okay? It's time to come out of the cave. Yeah, you need to come to the front. You need to. You need to. You need to, okay? This is not obligating you to anything, okay? You're not being put on staff somewhere. You're not not being, you know, forced into anything. I'm going to ask you to come to the front. Make it very clear. This is... Okay, Th- that's right. We, we, we have to gather around these ones. They're here. They're here. Look at this. God has met them. And you say, well, are we going to suddenly put them on some sort of pedestal and make them, you know, jump around like a, you know, like a prophetic, you know, top? No, no. We're doing this as a family. There's something that God is doing here. Amen. Is there, can we get a little music or something? Yeah, that'd be, that'd be good. That'd be good. Look at this. Look at this. Look at this. Coming out of the cave. Coming out of hiding. All these things. All these things. That's right. No more hiding. And I want to speak to you all. I want to speak to you all. I heard this from Bill Hammond. That... Prophets are very dear to the heart of God. I mean, like, they're the apple of his eye. And, and he really loves his prophets. He loves his prophets. And that you don't have to be afraid anymore of what God has called you to. That it's time to start going ahead and being identified. I think this is a perfect setting for this. Can you stretch your hands out to these ones, please? (coughs) That's right. That's right. Heavenly Father, look at this. Look at the treasure that stands up here. Look at the treasure that is before you. All shapes and sizes, all ages, all levels of experience from all different places, Yet a treasury of people, a treasure, an army assigned to put order into nations. An army assigned to build the, whoa, there is an anointing coming. Keep praying. That's something. Come on. It's birthing. It's travailing. Whoa. 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 Okay, this is a parabash ekete. Whoa, whoa, kalabash ekete. 
All right, here it is. I just commission you in the mighty name of Jesus. I just commission you in Jesus' name. I commission you. I commission you in Jesus' name. I commission you in Jesus' name. In Jesus, I commission you in Jesus' name. Come on, Baba Shekete. I commission you in Jesus' name. I commission you in the mighty name of Jesus. I commission you. I commission you. I commission you. I commission you in Jesus' name. I commission you. 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 I commission you, I commission you, I commission you, commission you, I commission you, I commission you, I commission you, hallelujah, I commission you in Jesus' name, I commission you, commission you, I commission you, I commission you, I commission you, yes, you, I commission you, Commission you, commission you, commission you, I commission you, commission you, commission you, I commission you, I commission you, Commission you. Yes. Commission you. Hallelujah. 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 Commission you. Yes, you. Yes, you. Never the same. Pray in your prayer language, please. Pray in your prayer language, please. Pray in your prayer language, please. God is doing something really powerful. This is a birthing. There's a commissioning and a birthing happening. We cannot miss this moment. This is history making right here. This is history making. Show kiki kiki kiki. More, 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 more. Show ki ala baba baba baba. Show kiki kiki kiki. Halaba baba baba baba. Karaba baba baba. Show kete te te. Show kete kete. Shoki ki 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 ala ba 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 shekete. Shoki ti ti ti. Come on, more, 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 more. Kalaba shekete. Horia papa. Horia papa shekiti. More, 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 more. More, more, more. Ki 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 ki. Shoki ti ti ti. Haria papa pa. Horia papa, hiria papa shoke, koria papa pashe, kuria baba baba. I want people out here, I want you to find someone up here, and I want you to hug them. And I want you to pray for them right now. I want you to bless them. Basically, what we're telling them is you're not in this alone. They need you just like you need them. And I'm going to ask, we're gonna, we've got to do this as a family. Come up to somebody here. Make sure everybody is covered. Give them a hug. Pray for them. Bless them. Prophesy to their future. I know you're saying, but I'm prophesying to the prophet. Prophesy to their future. Bless them. Bless them. Come on up. Come on up. Come on up. Come on up. Come on. 
We need to do this as a church. We need to do this as a family. We need, you say, this is, this is crazy. It's not crazy. It's very real. That's right. Push your way through. Push your way through. Every person, yes, every person, find a person, hug them, bless them, minister to them, cover them, cover them, cover them. I got some people in the, the deep front here. It's a little hard to get through, but just make a way, make a way. Right up here, we got some people right up here, right up here. Come on, help, 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 help. Don't hesitate. Don't hesitate. Be a part of this. That's right, be a part of this. There you go. There you go. That's right. That's right. That's right. We bless you. We bless you. We bless you. Whoa. We bless you. Your future is bright. That's right. Whoa. Whoa.